Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi, everyone. This is Cheryl Perry and Jen Flynn with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today, we've got Eddie Mensa. He's head of school at Charlotte Prep School. Just to give you a little background on Eddie, he's been head of school at Charlotte Prep since July 2017 and was previously head of middle school at Charlotte Prep since 2013. And before that, he spent 13 years as the director of programs for Stepping Stone Scholars Incorporated, which is an educational nonprofit for underserved students in Philadelphia. All of this was before he moved to Charlotte. So interestingly, Eddie was born and raised in Ghana, West Africa, and is a product of the International Baccalaureate System, a diploma he earned from Pearson College in Canada. You've been a lot of places. <laughs> he holds a BA in economics from Franklin and Marshall College and an MS in education an educational leadership from the University of Pennsylvania. He's also an avid soccer fan, coach, and player. So thanks so much for coming, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So today we're talking to Eddie about the benefits of choosing a school that goes from kindergarten through eighth grade. There are a lot of benefits to that, and Charlotte Prep is one of those schools. So Eddie's going to be really well qualified to talk about the subject. So let's just start out strong here. What do you think are the benefits to all kids uh, from a K through eight education? Uh, there, there are quite a few benefits um, that have been sort of well documented by research, but um, even anecdotally, there are a few that I think stand out. The first one, obviously, um, is that you have these kids uh, who are in K-8 who don't have the distraction of older kids. Um, so when you're in K-8, you're really able to preserve childhood, as we say. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff that you don't want your your 13-year-olds, your 12-year-olds being exposed to when on the bus with seniors uh, mm-hmm. and juniors, they get that. Um, you avoid that distraction. Uh, and so having that advantage is, is good. Um, it, it has social benefits and also academic benefits. So we in, in k schools, we talk about the connection between the, the social piece and the academic piece. And when kids have that... Um, ability to be to be kids mm-hmm. uh, they're able to focus more on education they're able to focus more on the academics uh, without having to worry too much mm-hmm. um, about what's happening on the playground who's dating who and those kinds right. of things that older kids are usually getting into um, so that's one of the major benefits the other piece too is that um, when you look at it from a sort of administrative um, um, point of view from a a K-12 school, most of the time, um, and this is stereotyping, but most of the time, resources are geared towards the high school. Uh, mm-hmm. The high school kids are the ones who are um, being um, sucking the energy of the school. Um, and so middle school kids kind of feel sort of, you know, like the middle child, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. middle child and kind of, um, you know, trying to find an identity. And when you have a K-8 um, environment, especially for the 6th through 8th grade, it's a real opportunity to practice leadership, mm-hmm. right? So right. they're the big dogs on campus. Yeah. Um, and they get to practice that, which really builds confidence mm-hmm. at a time when they need it the most, right? Mm-hmm. right? So the research is showing that the kids um, in middle school are changing the fastest. Um, mm-hmm. And so if, you've read, if you have kids and you've seen them between, between summers, between 6th grade and 7th grade, right. mm-hmm. um, I 
I saw kids um, yesterday who were shorter than me when they left. Oh, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing that this year, too. And they're taller than me now. Yeah, and they I come know. Back taller it's than really me, amazing. Right. Um, so during those times where they're changing physically, psychologically, emotionally um, at the fastest rate, is a time where they need some level of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be the big dogs, to have opportunities to practice leadership right. uh, in a K-8 environment, it it's really a real is. gift. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another major major advantage to having um, a K-8 piece. Um, another piece, and I could go on about this, by the mm-hmm. way, this question. Another piece is when you think about when you go to a K-8 school is that you get, uh, as a family and as a child, an opportunity, what I call, to to interrogate and to confront your cultural values and your uh-huh. family values, right? Because now you have to think about high school. Uh, when you start to think about high school, you start to think, okay, uh, what do I want? What's a good fit for me? Um, and those opportunities don't necessarily become obvious if you're in a K-12 school. You just kind of, you're on mm-hmm. a train and you kind of flow through. But if you're going to a K-12 school, mm-hmm. you're forced to pause for a mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, that's a really consider, good point. Right, mm-hmm. And consider the eighth grader and say, mm-hmm. what's the right fit for me? Yeah. Um, and it gives the family an opportunity, your parents in particular, an opportunity to take a second look at your child. Mm-hmm. Right? The child that you had as a, as a two-year-old is not the same child that you have as a seventh grader, right. and, and so you have like a second chance. Roots, mm-hmm. roots established in a K through twelve school. Right, it's hard to pull them out. Exactly. In high school. Right, I mean, right. Yeah, that would. It's really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult. Um, and so when you're in a K through eight school, the advantage is then you have the choice now to really take a look at, whole, mm-hmm. at a whole variety of schools, which is one of the things that we do well at Charlotte Prep is to help families. Um, think about the opportunities that they're going to have for high school and what's a good fit for them. Um, and it gives the parents and the kids a chance to really assess themselves and mm-hmm. see what's good for them. Do you um, find it sometimes hard to for them to get into other schools? Like is, are there a lot of, is there a lot of movement in high school oh, so there's plenty of space? That's a great question. That's a great question. We are actually quite lucky. It's one of the things I brag about the most. Um, 100% of our kids um, usually will get, I mean, obviously will go to high school. Um, in the last five years, 98% of them have gone into their first or second choice. Oh, wow. Um, and part of it is the preparation, right? And right. so they're very well prepared academically yeah. um, to, to look to look at these high schools. Uh, and so our, our, the schools come and they're, they're, they're looking for our kids um, right, because right. of the preparation that they've had. And um, the reputation that you and have. And the reputation that we have. And then in Charlotte, of course, there are so many options um, between independent schools and mm-hmm. parochial schools and public schools and so our kids have lots and lots of options some of them will go off to boarding schools which is another thing that you don't necessarily think about if you're in a k-12 school Uh, when you're in a k-8 school you get the opportunity to think about hmm will boarding school be a good fit Um, and again we spend a lot of time talking about fit which is another advantage of a k-8 school is that you really have to confront this idea of fit is Mm -hmm. the school a good fit for me Mm -hmm. Um, and that makes a big difference i think how do you think, because I, I also went to a K-8 to school, right. and I, I never really felt that middle school angst. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. 12 and 13, you are awkward, but right. I didn't have to switch schools. Right. And I think that really benefited me in particular. Mm-hmm. How do you think it benefits other middle school, in particular kids, to not switch out of a school and just be able to stay maybe with siblings or, you know, or with, right, with right, the right. same kids? How well, do you, you, you want, as a 
child, you want some consistency, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier when you're changing, you want some consistency. And so to be able to have that and not have to worry about making new friends, getting mm-hmm. used, to, used to new teachers, getting used to new environment, I think mm-hmm. is really cool and, and comfortable for kids. And they, they look for that. Um, so you... And it also gives you an opportunity to, to build relationships. Um, you know, the way that technology is going these days, that's one of the hard things to do. Um, so many families are so transient. Um, it's Sometimes it's really hard to build relationships. I had that as a child. I moved a lot. My dad was in the Army. And as you could tell from my bio, I, I moved from one country to another country. Um, so that's one of the pieces that I miss. And I, I, I like when kids are able to have that, to say, I've known this child since we were two. Um, and, and we've been together for this long. Uh, and also, you know, you build roots within the school, you build roots with families, you build roots with teachers. Uh, I think it makes a big difference in the kind of confidence that you move forward with. Do you see any, and there's always some issues around, the, especially middle and high school, mm-hmm. um, with the social media stuff. Right. Do you feel like your school has has a little bit better contained because of the way you're formatted? That's or? a great question. That's a great question. So, again, um, you know, I was reading something recently about the teenage brain, and the teenage brain is programmed to take risks, right? And right. so, and especially in social media where um, teen, teens don't necessarily have a full understanding of the kind of risks uh, that they're taking online. Um, so for our environment, where in K-8, we're able to protect that a little bit more. Um, I was reading a story about uh, the what they're calling an epidemic of vaping in, in high schools, right? It's uh, crazy It's, it's crazy. It's, it it's scary. So uh, I teach an eighth grade leadership class, so I decided to ask them about it. Um, and 90% of them had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, what a beautiful bubble. (laughs) I'm signing the plums up right now. 90% I had no idea what I was talking about. The other 90% in our community (laughs) see it in middle school. Right, right, right. The few of them that had heard about it had older siblings who were in high school. So imagine if our kids were on the playground or on the bus with seniors and juniors or going to the football games with juniors and seniors. They get exposed to that. So that's one of the advantages where we get to, to have that moment of just protect their childhood a little bit longer, a longer. Right. of pause uh-huh. yeah right. I mean if you could preserve that and and build confidence I think confidence in education is key and then preserving their youth mm-hmm. as long as you can right. because they right. grow up so fast yes. now yes they do yes they do uh, on the flip side uh, one of the things that folks might say is then if you preserve this childhood for, for such a long time are you kind of spoiling them are you are you preparing them for right. the bad, like big bad world. Right, right, in. right. And and my counter argument is that no, because they, they're actually confident. They know who they are. They know what they want. They know what they don't want because they've had an opportunity to confront those values. And so when they go into new environments, uh, they've had to practice. Uh, and that's one of the things I find when our ninth graders come back. Obviously, they're a little bit nervous in the first couple of weeks, uh, but most of them will come back and talk about um, feeling confident um, because um, they 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 have a full understanding of themselves, um, and if you if you do it right, and that is another important piece about this, right? So a kid with school doesn't necessarily 
have advantages just by existing. You have to be intentional about executing the reasons for having a K-8 school, right. right? So if you don't have programs for leadership opportunities for those kids, um, it doesn't make sense to have a K-8 school. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by simply having a K-8 school. You have to be intentional about looking at those particular benefits that I was talking about and making those things happen. So we make sure that kids are practicing. We, you know, we make sure kids are talking about. Um, social issues in our classroom. We make sure the kids are having opportunities to do public um, public speaking, um, do community service, all of those things that really build the core of them, the moral core of them. Right. Um, it gets them that, that moral fiber, that strength, that when they go into a new environment, they're confident to be able to say, yes, I'm interested in joining that team, or no, I'm not interested in that, because I've tried all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the other part, so right? they're able to take what we'll call safe risks, uh, right? Um, they're able to do that in a, in a K-8 environment. On the leadership, your leadership programs, right. can you expand a little bit on those for those of us who might not have as, as an expansive leadership sure, program in middle sure, school? Sure, sure, How much like, time you got? What can, what can we steal <laughs> from you? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, sorry. you can take anything that I, I say <laughs> and use it anywhere you want. Um, so like we start graders. a little bit. Yeah, we, I mean, you, there are leadership opportunities for kindergartners. Right. Okay. Um, if you're really intentional about it, you can think of leadership opportunities for kindergarten. If you walk into a kindergarten classroom, um, the teacher has the kid who holds the door, the kids um, right. who make sure that the date is correct, the kids who make the announcements for the day, um, the kids who remind us that it's somebody's birthday and we have to sing for them. Those are opportunities for kids to kind of rise up um, and, and, and take leadership opportunities. So we have that. Um, in our middle school, we have something called the Buddy Program, where we pair our middle school grades with lower school grades. Um, so once a month, they, they get together and talk about um, the, the four pillars of our school. So we have um, four moral uh, pillars that form the foundation of our school, uh, respect, integrity, perseverance, and courage. So each quarter, we take one of those topics, uh, and, as, and an eighth grader will meet with a fourth grader. And they'll, sometimes they'll do a skit. Sometimes they'll have a discussion about it. Sometimes they'll put together a little, um, a little play um, and present it to the rest of the group. So that gives them an opportunity to do that. Um, our fourth graders are the, the leaders of the lower school. Um, so every morning they, they make announcements and they take they rotate. So they come into um, the administrative office to get on the microphone, make big announcements yeah. to the entire the fourth grade. Um, they get opportunities to help plan um, school events. And so that happens in fourth grade, where fourth graders is helping, helping you know, the teachers plan an all-school event for, for fourth grade. When you come into middle school, we actually have formal classes uh, for leadership. So there's a seventh grade leadership class that's taught by the middle school head, and I teach an eighth grade leadership class. So we actually take an academic approach to looking at leadership uh, and looking at it from a variety of different angles. Uh, we talk about what stereotypical leadership looks like, and we talk about what non-traditional leadership looks like, and then we give them opportunities to try that out. So in my eighth grade class, they have to pick a topic um, that most of the time they're the only ones interested in it. And then they have to do research on it, and then they have to present it to to their class and sometimes to the entire middle school. Uh, And that gives them, again, an opportunity to really um, hone in. So, And sometimes the topics will vary from you know, something as in-depth as satire. A kid last year did something about satire and comics. 
to uh, Fortnite video game, <laughs> to, to horseback riding, to the greatest um, soccer player. Somebody did the evolution of the tennis racket um, and talked about that. So they have sort of the, the formal processes for, for talking about leadership. And then we give them opportunities to practice that on a day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Our student council is probably the most active group on campus. Um, so they plan school dances, they plan school events, they do all of our community service is student-driven. Um, so we don't tell them what community service they're going to do. We give them the opportunity. Students will do research, come back, present it, and, and then they get the opportunity to do that. So all of those things, I think, expose them to the idea um, of what I say a lot is that to lead is to serve. Right. That's what we say to the kids, that to lead is to serve. So if you're going to be um, understanding that piece, you have to understand uh, your capacity to serve, even if you're a second or third grader or an eighth grader. Right. I could go on, but I'll I love the connection that. between the young and the old. I, yes. I remember that from my yes. school as well. And it benefits both sets because mm-hmm. the young get to look up to the older ones, and right. then it keeps the older ones grounded. I just think it's such an important element yeah. that I think my middle schoolers miss out on. Right, right. Um, yeah. I love that program that we have. It's it's yeah. it's it's fascinating. It's awesome. It means so uh, much to yes, both sides. Yes, you know? and, and both groups look forward to yeah. it. Yeah, my you know I have a daughter in sixth grade, and she was screaming mm-hmm. yesterday because um, she was in a summer program with some kindergartners. Yeah, she's gonna be partner with them, and she's so, so excited cute. about the fact that she can do that. Um, last year we have a group in middle school called Ladies in Leadership, mm-hmm. um, and they take time to go to our preschool to go read with the little ones. Um, and they can see oh, them nice. when the little ones yeah, are going cute. off and they can see the little body, and, you know, the older body and wave to them. Those kinds of things, I think, build a kind of um, uh, community that you want for, for students. So do you have any tips for those who are going into high school from K to 8 on the transition? Do you have any tips right. for those kids? That's a that's an excellent question. So I think, I and I'm going to overuse this word today, fit, right? I think about fit. You want a school that fits you. So the first thing you have to think about is what are your values as, as a family? Uh, what are the values that you, you look for um, um, in, a, in an environment? If the mission statement of the school is important to you, make sure you take, pay attention to that. If it's sports that are important to you, make sure you pay attention to that. If it's um, fine arts that are important to you, make sure you pay attention to that. Um, I always encourage folks to go to a high school football game on a Friday right. night. If you really want to see, wanna the see it, if you want to see what the culture of a school, go to a high school football game on right, a Friday right. night and see it's what this. It's a big reveal. It's a yeah, big it is. reveal. It's a great idea. Um, that's right. Um, so once you're you're kind of paying attention to yourself, right? It starts with the self knowledge, really understanding yourself. Then you're able to find the good match. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that you you walk in with that that level of confidence because you know that you're prepared. You're academically prepared, mm-hmm. um, and even if folks there have known each other for a long time, the beautiful thing about high school, especially ninth grade, is that you won't be the only new person. Right, There's right. Usually it's a big <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Everyone's right. nervous. Exactly, everybody's <laughs> nervous, and you kind of, um, you're used to that kind of process, and so yeah. it makes it a little easier for you. Uh, but also say find opportunities um, to connect early. So some of our kids who play sports, I encourage them to sign up. Um, and, and go to that preseason in the summer because uh, then when school starts, you've already made some connections with other kids as well. Yeah, so um, get involved early. Exactly. exactly. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for being here. We no really appreciate problem. it. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Are we done? That's it. <laughs> Love to have you back. Um, you can find Charlotte Prep on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Charlotte Prep. 
Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com.